Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are extremely powerful in space battles? Hmm. In really? fact, if you're ever in a space battle and you don't see the armadillo, you're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. For more armadillo facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there. You're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're reading chapters four through seven of Dead Reckoning, book 11 in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, Sookie spends half a day cleaning out her attic and a firebomb goes through from her lot's front door. Just another day in the life of Sookie Stackhouse. She gets questioned by the police, again, and gets a frisky new hairstyle. She visits her cousin's strip club and, finding it full of Faye, begins to suspect that maybe Claude hasn't been on the up and up with her. Finally, she and Eric have a hot date at a vampire dance club, but it turns out vampire dancing is really more of a metaphor for intrigue and political maneuvering. Pam and Eric have a blast, but Sookie just spent the entire time thinking about how hard she's going to kill Victor. Chapter 4. She's talking to Dermot and Claude, and, yep, one of their fairies is missing and probably super dead. Yep, yeah, she warns them about Victor's little fairy blood trick, and, uh, yeah, she's not putting any money on that fairy still being alive. Yeah, They're she, like, maybe they could be alive. She's like, nah. She compares fairy blood to being like catnip for vampires, which just is hilarious because I'm imagining Eric like batting a ball around or like rubbing up against it. Rolling around with a fairy corpse in his hands or something. <laughs> drop it. Drop it. No. I don't want to. So is this something that Sookie could go to the cops about? I, I mean, yeah. Would that ever even occur to her? Well, well clearly not. <laughs> Fairies aren't out, right? So what's she going to tell him? Well, uh, if this fairy had a a, a, pers- a persona, right, a human persona, they could say, you know, Joe Bob, the the incredibly handsome stripper, stripper. Because I think that she was a stripper. Oh, was it? At yeah. Hooligans? Anyway, they could say, yeah, the vampires killed this person. I think they that's a, that's against the law, right? This is why vampires don't just kill people. Why does she right? think that? Because uh, killing people is against the law. <laughs> no, I mean, why does she, why does she think they killed the vamp- the, the the stripper? Oh, oh, because, well, she doesn't have to say that part. Right? Oh, okay. I just, just said something she I think. She can say, I'm Sookie Stackhouse. I know all the vampires, and I'm into a bunch of weird shit, and I can give you a tip that they killed this person. It seems like this is a, a law enforcement issue. That, that, would be, that would be a thing that Victor wouldn't like that would be helpful, right? Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, if she works at Hooligan, she probably has, like, a social security number. And, right? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a person. Like, they, they, this might be a missing person that they're looking for already. Yeah. It, it's also possible that, uh, you know... With her being so interwoven with vampire politics and stuff, doing something like that could result in, you know, consequences for Eric, right? I guess. And, I just, and by, by, you know, by relation to her. It seems weird that it, it doesn't even come up at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't even occur to her to go to the cops. But, you know, considering her interactions with Bud Dearborn, I kind of don't blame her. Yeah, it's true. I kind of feel like she has been subtly groomed. By Eric this whole time, so yeah, she doesn't even think about like law enforcement. He's just cutting her off from these human uh, organizations. Yeah, if you got a problem, just call your vampire to bring down a hurricane. Right, and what about the Victor's boss? Right, isn't killing a random fairy not kosher now? 
that everybody's public? Yeah, I feel like that's something Philippe would want to know. Yeah, that's a good point. But but I think Eric mentions uh, in this these chapters that every time he tries to go over Victor's head, Victor finds a way to punish him for it. Well, that's what he says. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm starting to be a little concerned about Eric. Uh, yeah, for good reason. As we will find out in these chapters. Yeah. But Dermot and Claude answer a number of Sookie's questions, so we get a little bit of background filled in here. When Jason <laughs> was a baby, Niall visited and found out that Jason lacked the, quote, essential spark. <laughs> Looking over at him, he's like, two thumbs down and walks away. Doesn't say a word. And they're just like, what? what? Dumbass baby. Stupid baby. <laughs> Good job making a shitty baby. <laughs> Poor Jason. <laughs> Call me when the next one comes around. <laughs> oh, yeah. But apparently because Jason was so lame, he didn't even bother to check on Sookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, well... The first one sucks. This is a waste time. of my time. Yeah. <laughs> Your brother sucks so much, I just didn't pay you that much. <laughs> I like to imagine he like, walked in, saw the baby, and just like... Back out through the door with both his middle fingers up. They also mentioned that the fact that Niall eventually becomes involved in her life is actually what kicked off the fairy war. So it's kind of Sookie's fault all this stuff happened. It sure is. She doesn't seem too too upset about it. No, as as we mentioned, uh, the state of her haircut is a, a way more uh, concern than <laughs> clearly than uh, nearby murders. Yeah, but apparently Eric has known Niall through business dealings for quite a while and would inform him about Sookie. Yeah, so you got like a finder's fee yeah, of sorts. I guess. And Eric also thought Sookie would need Niall's protection at some point and also mentions that she is withering. Yeah, so that's they, they, when they use that word, it, it feels a bit like it's like a like a magical word, like when you know, it's like, yeah, it means something specific because they they talk about this like fairy proximity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Claude being close to Dermot makes Claude and Dermot stronger. Likewise oh. with Sookie. Yeah. I thought it was just like a real jerky fairy term for aging. Yeah, and then Claude oh. later says that too. No, you're right. Well, you're right. Because I was confused about that too. Because later on, Claude says aging, but then they're also talking about proximity making them stronger. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, Sookie even says like she she's looking and feeling younger, which is weirding her out because she's only in her twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they're all hanging out together, it makes them all you know, fairier or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But because Eric was filling Niall in about Sookie and saying she might need his protection, that's why Niall sent Claudine to be. Sookie's fairy godmother, which did not work out well for her, like no. many of Sookie's relationships. <laughs> it is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, apparently, they're saying that the Fae just showed up unexpectedly at the strip club, which seems like bullshit to me. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I still don't trust. I, I I trust Dermot more than I trust Claude. Weirdly enough, just because Claude is so uh, Claude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but Niall left a fairy mailbox in her woods. Yeah, so so what it is is the portal's still open, but just enough for a a letter to fit, this, not a this, person to this fit. This made me roll my eyes a little. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like nothing, nothing specially magical. It's just like I just didn't close the, the door all the way. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, and I left a slide device in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I am sealing off forever our fate, our the fate of the fairy world from the fate of the human world. Never will anything cross over except this one little bit because sometimes I want to put stuff through. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing too big. Like, I just really love Papa John's pizza. <laughs> better ingredients, better pizza. And that's why I left a slot wide enough for a Papa John, uh, 12-inch Papa John pizza. Papa John, if you're listening right now, please check us out at Armadillo Duck Club. Oh, no. They're not racist not anymore, Actually, though. never mind. Not uh, Papa it's John not himself. him anymore. Not, yeah, it's, not. it's Shaq now. No, no, you're right. Shaq. 
check us Shaq, out. Shaq, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. I'll check us Shaq. out. Armadillo.club. Wait, Shaq owns Papa John's now? He's He does the ads now. All I don't right. know. He owns, like, part of it. I'm good with that. Yeah. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. But Sookie calls BS on that being the reason why they're staying with her. Claude's like, says he wants to be near the portal. He misses Fairy. And there's also something special about the house. Yeah. They, like, they, they, this, they feel like they belong there, whatever that means. Yeah. Sookie is pretty antagonistic this whole time. Uh, towards Claude. Dermot's kind of just hanging around on the sidelines, but she keeps this being like, you're lying, you're lying, you're not telling me the whole truth. Which she probably is. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, so he asked them to have the fairies at Hooligans listen for news about the bombing, because I guess why not? Yeah. They also talk about Merlots a little bit and how the vampire businesses are responsible for... You know the downturn in downturn in Merlot's in Merlot business, and Sookie's a little bit unhappy about it. And Claude has this moment where he gets really thoughtful, and I was just like, "Did did Victor just pop up on Claude's to kill us?" You know, because <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you know, I bet I could do Sookie a solid. Just go kill this guy." Right? Yeah, and Victor did kill or otherwise do bad things to that one other Faye person. I just feel like Victor's you know popping up on a lot of people's radars right so now. Claude sounds like he's about to be the the fairy sheriff. Yeah. Of area whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Sookie does something, and I'm not sure this was the nicest thing to do. She turns them on to Colton, who is the server who mentally warned her about the fairy blood. I know. that. I feel bad for that guy, yeah, right? Yeah, because he, he did Sookie a solid, and then she sends a couple of uh, angry fairies it's after like, If you have questions, well. go ask this guy. Well, you know. After he risked himself in front of the vampires? Well, yeah, but he's like on their side, apparently, or something like that. Well, yeah, but he also works in a vampire club. He really doesn't want anyone to know that he did that, right? Yeah, yeah. I so. yeah, I don't think he would he would appreciate her telling a bunch of different people. He was just trying to do her, you know, a solid at that moment. I just feel like he's going to drown in a random flood somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe a hurricane. It's weird how that hurricane took all his blood out. It's just the strangest thing. <laughs> Dermot asks if he can renovate the attic and stay there instead of sharing a room with Claude. So why not? Apparently he's been watching a lot of HGTV in his, in his downtime. <laughs> Uh, that means he's not going to do a very good job. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, Sookie's not doing it with the attic, so she's like, yeah, fuck it. This could be your first project, dude. Yeah, literally a 180-year-old attic is better than living with Claude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just thinking, though, another, like, goddamn DIY project when we were looking for a house. Oh, we yeah. We saw so many houses that in the 70s the dad had tried to do a DIY and it was just awful. Like yeah. Something you'd have to totally rip out. Yep, yep. Yeah. But the antique shop owners show up. It's Brenda and Donald. Brenda and Donald. Yeah, they they uh, they find a secret compartment in an old desk. Yeah, that belonged to Sookie's grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. And inside, there's an envelope with a letter from her grandmother and a mysterious velvet bag. And Sookie decides not to look at she either of them. Uh, oh my god! Oh, that I was be crazy. I was. Yeah. I was like. On the edge of my damn seat here. What are you here, doing, like, Sookie? It's like a one-page letter. You can read it before bed. Yeah. Sookie, the last time you didn't look in a bag, you ended up getting married to a vampire. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. Didn't oh, my God. Learned nothing from this situation. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. She's like, this is. This seems like later stuff. So she just puts it away and does not does not touch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, How long I does it, it take to read a letter? It's dramatic, you know, dramatic tension here, right? We, the reader, we know this thing is hanging over her, and we want to know what it is. So it propels us through the plot but it's just sort of like <laughs> so he's like ah, I don't feel like explaining any mysteries right now <laughs> god damn it chapter 5 she goes into work and Janelin comes in and 
Jack Leeds and Lily Bard, my favorite crossover. Yeah. yeah. They're, uh, they're from what, the Shakespeare one? Yeah, the Shakespeare books. Yeah, I was, I was trying to remember. Are, are, do they have magic powers or anything? Or are they just like tough? They're just regular people. There's a really funny line she uses. It's like, they were so controlled. I don't know if they even knew anything about the supernatural world. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Charlene Harris. Like, that's a good way of explaining why in the Shakespeare books there's no like vampires or I anything was supernatural. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I was, I was like, they exist in the same universe, but surely there must be vampires in that universe, right? Yeah. But not in those other books. Well, I think I think the way she explains it is that the, the Shakespeare books took place before the vampires came out. Oh, right, okay. Because so there's no bit in the Shakespeare books where they, they're like, remember that time we went to Bon Tom and fought those guys who were all hopped up on vampire blood? No, that that is not mentioned. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. They, Maybe there's going to be a crossover series later. Maybe. Yeah. Well, there there is. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the Midnight Texas series. Oh. It's three books, and they're very very good, and they pull in characters from all of her different series. Oh, that's. And fun. it's usually like tertiary characters. It's very interesting. Oh, nifty. That yeah. sounds like fun. So it's like a Charlene Harris Avengers. Yeah, actually, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. very enjoyable. Uh, not as good as Sookie Stackhouse. SSU Sookie Stack no SS. Yeah, the SSU, Sookie Stackhouse. The Extended the, Universe. Yeah. C- SSC. The literary, Sookie Stackhouse Literary Universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. SSLU. Slew. Slew. We got it. Yeah. But I do want to point out that she goes to work and still doesn't open that that damn envelope. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on, Sookie. You know, I've got to go to work right now. I just don't feel like... She's like, dude, dude, come on. You know? But no. It said she'd rather fill out insurance forms for Sam for some reason. Okay. She's right. doing manager stuff. This is manager stuff. Right? She, She's doing she has been doing manager stuff her. for I know, right? Like she is not the barmaid. She is the she is the the assistant manager of Merlot. Right, and he's taking more time off to be with his uh, crazy killer girlfriend. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, you want to bet that uh, you want to you want to lay bets on who's running things while he's gone? Yeah, it's Sookie, right? Yeah, absolutely. With all the other employees, where do they go when they've got problems related to the business? They go to Sookie. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, he even talks about how they're like good partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not enough for him to pay her. Not, uh, not like business. Well, because they're like family, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, we're we're like a family here. That's why you do extra work that I don't pay you for. Right. <laughs> it's for family. We work hard and play hard. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So so Jack and Lily were hired by Mister Taliades to to specifically come warn Sookie that Sandra Pell was out of prison. At a specific time. At a specific time, yeah. Uh, and they don't seem to find that particularly weird. They're just like, oh, we're here. <laughs> but Sookie immediately knows that something's about to go down. Yeah. And sure enough, like minutes later, the moment she talks to her, in walk these, uh, this like vampire blood hit squad, right? Yeah, just four tough guys who I think they're just humans, but they're super high on vampire blood. I thought yeah. they were wares. Are they not wares? I don't think so. Okay. It and didn't then, say that. And their leader immediately says, Heidi ho, jerk-offs. That's a real good line. <laughs> that's a great. For Louisiana. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's real clever. Yeah, yeah. for Bon Tom, that's like, that's like high, high tier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I kind of want to start using that, right? Yeah. Heidi ho, jerk-offs. Heidi ho, jerk-offs. That's kind of one of the like, catchphrases I could say when I, when I enter a room. Heidi ho, jerk-offs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great, that's great. Uh, yeah uh, but yeah you know you get the impression when these guys walk in that they really don't know what they're walking oh, into Jesus right Jesus Christ yeah no not at all like um, Suki doesn't even have to lift a finger in this situation right yeah like one of them says he wants the blonde and it's not clear if they're talking about Suki or Lily like Jack immediately tries to shoot the guy Janelin 
and Lily both attack two of the other guys and break multiple bones, which is mm-hmm. impressive because Lily is really good at martial arts and manages to break snap one of their arm bones, which yeah. seems like that'd be really hard to do. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, and Jamlin like breaks a jaw and stomps on a femur. I think this is the point where Sookie should stop thinking bad things about Jamlin because yeah. she threw down right here and was she very, did. very valuable to have around. It's true, but she also like... She had got a little carried away, right? Like, she was, like, stomping on femurs when the guy was already down. And Sam was like, okay, okay, that's enough. Like, she was about to start. Yeah, but, I mean, she did She did get into it, right? She was probably going to kill that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. Like, if she hadn't been there, it would have been a, whole, a very different kind of situation. And this, like, all of her vampire boyfriends, like, all of them had a scene like this where they're about to kill somebody. And Sookie's like, no, 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 don't kill him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. So Sam and Sookie have a lot in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy has a gun. The bouncer, Danny, was playing darts, and he hits a guy with a dart. That was like, awesome. They're he all taken out. MVP, not in terms of effectiveness on the field, but in terms of style. Yeah, yeah. cool factor. Right, come on. Hit him with a dart. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, so between the detectives and, uh, you know, the off-duty cop and, uh, you know, the random bar goers, yeah. they didn't stand much of a chance. No. Yeah, they just, these guys get messed up. Yeah, they don't do anything. Oh, no, they do They do manage to wing Jack, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, that's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that vampire blood didn't do that much for them. No, no, it didn't. Yes. Uh, so by the time the police show up, uh, <laughs> everyone's kind of, everything kind of settled down. And uh, interestingly enough, everyone comes to the conclusion that Lily is the person they were after. And so he had nothing to do with it. I was like, sure. Sure. It's like, sure. You know, a, a, like really? yeah, you all know how this works, right? Yeah. Like, you all, you've been here for a little while. Remember the time you guys lynched a vampire who was threatening Sookie? Yeah, right? Remember that? Like, like a month ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh, remember that time that somebody firebombed Sookie yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> right here? I'm sure this is completely unrelated to that. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. No, no, they're totally after this woman who is from Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. He just showed up tonight and you know was talking to Sookie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter six. The next morning, she asks Mr. Cataliades to call her, and she calls Amelia. Bob came back. The cat came back. The very next day. <laughs> I do want to point out that the first thing she thinks is when she wakes up in the morning is like, okay, it's time to open this envelope. But first I'm going to make some phone calls, yeah, right? He's like, oh, come on, Suki. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but yeah, Mr. Catalides doesn't answer, but Amelia does. Yeah, Suki fills her in on Sandra Pelt and is like, hey, how are these uh, protective orbs doing? Amelia agrees to come renew them and to figure out how they're going to fund Sandra Pelt. And then Suki finally, you know, she decides she has to like clean the bathroom, like scrubs <laughs> it. Yeah, make make some coffee, make some know, croissants. Like, gotta yeah. Sort my sock drawer. Yeah. <laughs> she finally reads Gran's letter, which explains how Gran met Fintan. Uh, there's a fairy rule: if you say thank you, you're obligated to someone. I looked that up, and that's like part of fairy lore. I Is did that, not know that. Yeah. Do you think that's a, a magic thing or just... You're not supposed to say thank you to them because um, it implies that you have... It's some sort of like quid pro quo kind of oh. thing and now you owe them something. Oh, good yeah. to know. Yes. Yeah, you know, I saw this video once where uh, it's not about fairies, it's about Irish people, similar. Uh, but they don't, uh, they don't say no in their dialect of English. Huh. They don't say, no, it's yes. They don't say the word yes. Mm-hmm. And so they had this, this video where they did this long conversation where they asked the person, like, are you from Dublin? And she goes, like, I am. 
and like, uh, are you Irish? I am. It's like, is it, uh, is it cold out today? It is. You know, and she just never said yes. They'd never say yes. Interesting. Aww. Just not part of the dialect. Because it's fairies. Because fairies. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't hit it. They don't know if that report is a fairy or not. Those fairies are tricky. Yeah. That is very interesting. But it was it was just really cool because they asked her these really rapid fire questions. And she was just like, "It is. I am. Oh, yes. It's so." Well, she didn't say yes. I yeah. Can't <laughs> not say it. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Hmm. I was surprised this letter was actually addressed to Suki. Yeah, I was. Too, but I guess like who else was she gonna write to? Her kids are dead. Her only, her one of her three grandchildren are dead, and we all yeah. know Jason's just yeah, a big It wasn't even Jason and Sookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like Niall was like, oh, that kid ain't got it, and Graham's like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I mean, she leaves the house to Sookie, and Jason is just like. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yes. She <laughs> describes an encounter with somebody who Sookie realizes is Mr. Cataliades who met Grand's children as well as Jason and Sookie and gave them a gift. Yeah, a Cluviel door. I, I actually looked this up and I couldn't find anything it, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not a real thing. But uh, yeah, he gave Grand a magical item from Finton after Finton died, the Cluviel door, which... Uh, was then passed on to Suki. It's in the little bag right there. Yeah, I think I think they mentioned that it's something that a, someone gives to someone that they love or yeah. a fairy among fairies. So a magical love token. It's not one of those hair things, is it? The hair trapper. I think it might a be hair a fairy hair oh, receiver. <laughs> Gross. But I think there was another gift too. There's a Cluviel door, but I think he says Suki got Mr. Cataliades gave them a gift. I'm, I'm not sure what's up with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Wait, no, no. Mr. Catalides is the one who delivered the gift because Fenton was dead at the time. Fenton was dead at the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, like it happens sometimes. Yeah. I think they said something like Fenton was going to give this to you himself, but he's dead. <laughs> he's super dead. He's too dead right now. Yeah. <laughs> Come back later. He's dead now. He dropped by after Corbett and Linda were born. After you two came along, I thought he might come around again. Sure enough, he showed up all of a sudden, once while I was keeping Jason, once while I was keeping you, when you were both in the cradle. He gave each of you a gift, he said. But if so, it wasn't one I could put in the bank account. Oh. Oh. Huh. Yeah. But, man, did you feel Grant Grant was being super, super, like, Christian-y judgmental this whole time? Grant? Yeah. About herself? Just about everything. She's like, oh, I didn't trust Mr. Cataliades. He didn't look like a man of God. And like, we're all sinners. Well, but he's super duper not. Yeah, he's literally a demon, right? He's like the least godly person. Yeah, the opposite, right? I know, but she's also like, maybe God is punishing me for having these infidelities. And that's why my children died. And Uh, it's just part of being Christian, as I recall. The guilt. Yeah. Yeah, Especially, yeah. And a a set of rules that's pretty much impossible to follow. and, And the guilt. That comes with it. Yeah, I guess. I, I think it's amazing that Gran just hoped Sookie would find this. Like, like, you know, normally people keep a will for a reason, right? Like, you know, she had a will. Yeah. She could have been like, I leave this letter to Sookie in the, the, the time of my passing or whatever. Yeah, if only a lawyer could have set that up, right? <laughs> yeah, like a demon lawyer that lives forever, apparently. <laughs> God. Or I was thinking, too, like if Gran had like a safety deposit box, but like she probably doesn't trust banks, you know, all those federal, uh, those, those Confederate notes she has. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> notes. Good. That's a good They're point, all yeah. on her mattress. Those carpetbaggers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but, uh, it was, it was an interesting letter and, uh, yeah, it talks yeah. about this fairy treasure. Yeah, I, well, it talks about how 
you know, she met Fintan and she just really wanted a baby. And also Fintan was a, was a hottie. Yeah. Super hot. Yeah. Yeah. And she feels bad about it, but also, you know, not that bad. Yeah. Cause, Cause that's got, how she got kids. Cause she got these kids out of the deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering, like, I, I'm not sure if I still think this, but at the time I was thinking like, is this why Claude was, has been trying to stay in the house? Is he like trying to steal her fairy treasure? I really don't trust this dude. Right. Yeah. Of course not. I was trying to remember, is he the one who suggested that they work on the attic? No, that was Dermot. Oh. No, Dermot wasn't there yet, right? When Claude... Sookie was... No, because I think what Sookie was like, let's get all this crap out of the attic, and Dermot volunteered them to help, because Claude didn't want to, right? No, it was when Claude first moved in with them that I... Well, no, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, Claude is still super suspicious. Yeah, clearly, I don't trust this dude, yeah. But Sookie gets the item out, and this tiny little green thing that she feels immediately feels a very strong attraction towards, and she kind of compares it to, like, Gollum and the, the ring from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. And she says, so my precious. Wait, has she seen Lord of the Rings? Yeah. When was Sookie thought of Lord of the Rings? Uh, I mean, she likes movies, right? I'm sure she thought it was really good. She's great, probably. You enjoyed it. I like how when they were describing the Clubiel door, she described it as about the size of two Oreos stacked on each other. So, like, my my fat American ass knew what they, they were talking about. I, I mean, like, I knew exactly <laughs> what she meant, yeah. Yeah. Put that in American standard units. <laughs> yeah, exactly two, two Oreos. Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> or 1.5 st- double stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she sends Amelia a really dumb email. She doesn't want to write Clubiel Door, so she's like, hey, have you heard of this fairy thing? Initials CD? Wink. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? You mean like what? a certificate of deposit? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, a compact, a compact disc? disc? Yeah. Like, the CD could be a lot of things, and none of them are Clubiel Door. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 7. She's in Merlot's. Andy's wife and Portia are pregnant. And uh, Andy and Haley are going to give the baby the name Compton for their middle name, which is very sweet. Oh, yeah. Nice. Caroline Compton. Yeah. Or they're hoping that uh, somebody's going to stake Bill or they heard he's real sick and they want to make sure that sweet, sweet money goes to <laughs> That's that. how you get that inheritance, right? Keep mm-hmm. that name. Keep that name in the family. <laughs> the name is Vampire Bill Bellflower. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, they got to it fast, right? Those Bellflowers do not fuck around because like, wasn't the wedding like a few weeks ago? Yeah, they got married on the same day. They probably got knocked up on the same day. Oh, Gross. yeah, that's right. Because the, yeah, the double wedding, the double, you know. Yeah. 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 And during, Probably like in the same like house, right? Yeah. <laughs> and when Sookie hears this incredibly lovely, sweet news, she thinks about how Portia is awfully old to have a baby and doesn't seem like the maternal type. Oh, God, I know. Come on, Sookie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy asks Suki to tell Bill about it because he feels still feels weird about it, and it occurred to me that we haven't heard from Bill in a little while. We have not. Like I had this feeling that we're like we were gonna hear uh, she was gonna go visit Bill's house, and there was gonna be like, what's her name, uh, Judith. Judith, Judith, with like Bill's face as a mask or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they're finally together. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was gonna be more. Bill was you know deep in some vampire sketch right. or something. He's, he's, yeah, just snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, vampires don't have to come up from air, for air because they don't have to breathe. That's oh, true. God. to think about, you know? Yeah. They don't need a snorkel. They could go all day and night except for the day thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, pass out and then, like, wake back up when the sun, when the sun goes down. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to it. <laughs> You know, like, that's the thing about being a vampire, right? You know, there's, there's perks. Sookie <laughs> so thinks about how Janelyn isn't good enough for Sam. And I'm sure Sam is thinking about how Eric isn't good enough for Sookie. Oh, speaking of, Bud uh, starts talking some shit. Like, after Andy walks out. 
Bud's like, oh, everyone's having babies right now, Sookie. You need to get to getting some babies in you, being a woman and all. Yeah, it was uh, very gross and improper. Super rude, yeah. And he takes a minute to badmouth the fact that she's, you know, hooking up with quote-unquote debtors, yeah. which sounds that, a lot like a racial slur for vampires. That guy, that, that debtor will never impregnate you. The way a real man would. Yeah, very classy. Didn't he have cancer? Isn't he supposed to be dead now? Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's supposed yeah. to be dead. Well, anytime now, hopefully. Well, he does. He is good for one thing. Sandra Pelt comes into the bar and in front of him confesses to the firebombing those four guys who came into the bar in front of him. Yeah. So that's well, convenient. Well, he's not actually much good in the situation, though, because uh, he's... Too slow to pull on her. Sandra Pelt pulls out a gun. Yeah. He's getting ready to shoot Sookie. And then uh, Terry bops her on the head with, with Sam's bat. It, that was, it was incredibly sad. Yeah, I really felt for him. Like, he's he's clearly very fragile from, you know, his, his time in the war. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this was not something he was ready to he was do, you know. Forced to do violence again. Yeah, he was just, he's just completely inconsolable. And Sookie's trying to just comfort him. And he reveals... Yeah. That he's been watching over Sookie, passing on information to Eric and Niall in exchange for them protecting his dogs and stopping his nightmares. Mm. Which is... Sookie is not as upset about this. Uh, she seemed totally okay with it. Like, the Niall thing, like, you know, he's old, he's a fairy prince, whatever. But, like, when your husband slash boyfriend is doing that, like, that it's, is so fucked up. Well, it's, it's, it was before they hooked up, right? Which is... So that's, Worse, that's right? exactly what Bill did, isn't it? Like, he's, yeah, and she got all pissed off at Bill. Yeah, for having her watched. Oh, yeah. yeah, for 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 hooking up with her under false pretenses, right? Yeah, I, I pretending like they just met. I think it was pretty weird, and uh, but yeah, it's this. This seems like something Sookie should not have been okay with, but she rationalizes like, oh, he's my boyfriend now, so it's okay for him to do that. I think it's a stupid blood bond. Yeah, I think yeah. you might be right. Yeah, it's it's gotta be because that is so fucked up to take advantage of somebody's PTSD yeah. like that. Ugh. She does. She does decide she's gonna have a conversation with him about it. Sort of. Yeah, he arrives. Eric arrives at the bar and asks Sookie to move in with him. Again, he's asked this a couple times. Yeah. Though, right? Yeah. She points out how incredibly manipulative he is, and they finally broach the topic of immortality. And he's mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, well, I'll just turn you. And she's yeah, like, yeah, of course. And she's like, I don't want to live forever. That sounds boring. And you're oh. going to ditch me when I get old. Which, I mean... They're so incompatible. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, until she becomes a vampire, right? Well, then they'd be perfectly compatible because she'll be his child. <laughs> and that's, that's uh, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but vampires don't mind fucking their kids, as we've learned <sighs> repeatedly. Well, would she get Eric to turn her? Or do you get someone else? Like, what's the etiquette there? I think I think if you got someone else to turn you, it would be real awkward because you... you're compelled to. F- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You get Pam to do it, maybe something like that. Pam oh. would be great. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Why not have Pam turn her? Wait, but, do, but then the Eric would be her master's master. Remember how fucked up she got when she was when Eric's master came around, Ocala. Yeah, that's mm, true. Maybe. Yeah. But there, there's uh, if this is like Anne Rice rules, then the closest you are to the original vampire Akasha the queen of the dam the stronger you the, are the more powerful you are so yeah. you want to you want to come from the, the most powerful vampire it, it doesn't seem like that the, that rule holds here it seems like it's yeah. more about age yeah the older you are the stronger you are but I don't know yeah mm-hmm. um, I have to say this this sit down talk that she has with Eric is very unsatisfying yeah she's like oh we had a long talk but it was like she br- brought up like two things 
and then that was it. You're yeah. like, well, I think this conversation is getting into dangerous territory. It's like, dude, you need to have this talk, man. Yeah, Eric's acting super squirrely this whole book. Yeah. I don't know what's up with him. Because usually, even when he's being cold and manipulative, he's not. It's not as frustrating to deal with him as this, you know. Yeah. He's better at it, I guess. Yeah, he he is uh, an immortal sociopathic alpha predator, right? Like that's that's what he is, right? It, it makes me wonder if he well. If we didn't know directly what his emotions were because of their blood bond, I would think that he was getting bored of her, right? Getting mm. bored of this human BS. Agreed. Yeah. But I guess the conversation comes to an end pretty abruptly because Amelia and Bob show up. Yeah. Ready to do some work. Yeah. Um, Amelia makes polite conversation with Eric, and Bob uh, reiterates to all of us that the <laughs> kittens were not his. As apropos of nothing. Yeah. I just want to mention, in case anyone's thinking about it, anyone in the room, those I've, were not my kittens. I've never been more sure that those kittens are his. <laughs> The reasoning he offers is not actually that good, right? He's like, because wares can't, and is, as we established, he isn't aware. Yeah, that's, you know? that's not what happened. He was a cat. He got turned into a literal cat through magic. He was like, well, you know, wares, they don't have the, the, the genetics. You probably had the genetics of the cat man. So, yeah. Bill, excuse me, not Bill, Bob wears all black and white. Like, that's all he wears. Uh -huh. He turned into a black and white cat, uh -huh. and... The cat is not my son. <laughs> oh, or right. the kitten's not my son. Uh, oh my yeah. god, it's Bob Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Jean was not his lover. Kitty Jean was not my lover. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, just a, a cat girl who hangs out one. out in the woods. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm with you. You know, like I was on the fence before, but now I'm 100% sure those Absolutely, were Bob's yeah. kittens. <laughs> Although I kind of see why he came up. The cat came back to Amelia. I kind of like Amelia. You know? Oh, I think Amelia's yeah. great. Yeah. Catch. She should not have come back, though. Like, speaking of coming back, oh, yeah. Amelia she, coming back into this house, like, she, she escaped. Like, Suki called her and was, was like, I, uh, can you uh, come check on those wards that you put on my house for to keep extremely dangerous things from coming in? And Amelia's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And can, can you also uh, look up this homicidal person who just got out of jail and is yeah. really intent on killing Those things are completely right. unrelated, but I yeah. just was wondering. And also, there's this up. weird magical artifact. Who knows what it does? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Amelia shows up, and Eric, the thousand-year-old killer vampire, is right there. Yep. And she has to make that. awkward conversation with him. Yeah. How yeah. About that? Yeah. Oh, Amelia. Yep. I worry about her. Bill arrives. He has been fully healed by Judith. She wants to stay. She's obsessed with Bill, in mm -hmm. his words. Yeah. He confirms essentially what we what we were wondering about is that. You know, the reason he didn't contact her yeah. is because she couldn't get rid of her last yeah, time. Yeah, he's like, I'd rather have silver poisoning. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, fortunately she followed him sneakily through the woods to over to eavesdrop on this conversation. And here's this, and so everything's yeah. fine, yeah. I guess. Luckily, luckily Bill was not called upon to have a direct conversation with somebody. <laughs> that's the one skill he hasn't learned. That would have been very uncomfortable on his part, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, and Judith's like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. That's that's pretty harsh. Uh, maybe one day I'll stop loving you and then runs away. Yeah. So we're all good now? I like I her guess. little speech, though. She's like, I've got too much self-respect to stay with a man who doesn't love me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that that she had, she stood up for herself, at least, as, as opposed to, you know, doing, doing something crazy like following him into the woods and stuff. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Bill reiterates his love for Sookie. I think this is like the fourth time now he's declared his love for her after I, they broke up. I know. And she's like, oh, you know, are you sure you really love me? And then he goes on to give her some compliments. Yes. Do you want to read the compliments? Oh, oh where is it? I, I, yeah. 
And to descend a few levels to the carnal, you have a pair of breasts that should win the Miss American Tit competition if there were such a thing. <laughs> Why isn't there a Miss American Tit competition? I mean, like, that seems like the thing right. that everyone's into, I right? I look it up. Seems like there should be. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently Sookie would win it. Thanks, Bill. Isn't that that creepy pageant that Donald Trump ran? Uh, Miss America is a thing, but yeah, it does not have a tit competition. As far as I know. As far as we know. That's true. It's been a while since I watched it. But Dearborn calls, and Sandra has escaped from the hospital. Bill stays to guard the house, and yeah. that is where we end. Yeah, but Dearborn really, like, soft soft plays this. He's like, she's probably not going to come after yeah. you, you know? She's probably just going to you know, go lay low for a little while. One you know? of my officers was taking care of her, uh, was, you know, watching over her, and, and she she had to have a go, go have a conversation with somebody, and so Sandra left. So Out the window. But you're probably, it's probably fine. It's probably Bad fine. Job. Don't worry about it. I was thinking if Sookie disappeared, Bud Dearborn's life would get a lot easier, probably. Uh, yeah. His job would. Probably. Yeah, that's a great point. Like it's true, right? So he might have gone in there and just said, okay, Ms. Pelt, how how much do you want Sookie out of this equation? Yeah. Although I just realized that Sandra Pelt probably just shifted into an animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably how she got away. But they're not secret anymore, so he would, he's got to know that she's aware, right? Does he know? He's got to be aware that she's no. aware. Yeah, they don't have to register. Yet. Oh, right. That's something is... they're fighting about legally. Maybe they should. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it should just be a red flag law for them to register. And we good. Yeah, I, we were off to kind of a slow start with the first few chapters, but I feel like it's been picking up. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more action now uh, between the uh, <laughs> the biker uh, people and the Sandra Pelt. Oh, by the way, she. Uh, she mentioned that she gave them drugs and sex in order to come after Sookie. Yeah. And she also mentioned that she was trying to get at her at the house. This woman really wants to kill Sookie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, can't I, seem to get the job done. appreciate how angry she was at Sookie. <laughs> like, what does it take to kill you? I know. It's a great question because, like, lots of people have tried and, and most of them are dead. And she's so earnest that Sookie says she feel, almost feels like she should apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know why. I don't know why it's so hard to kill me. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters 8 through 11 of Dead Reckoning, the 11th book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good good night. It's okay. okay.